0: You're listening to Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. Jimmy out along with Paul Stone talking some college football here on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. And Paul, well, I don't know where you are, but I was feeling your pain because I was on them too. West Virginia, Morgantown, West Virginia. They may have been burning, uh they may have. May have been burning furniture after that game, but for all the wrong reasons. If the the locals had the plus seven and a half, fourth and one, twenty four seconds to go, you draw them offside. Just take a knee, go to the house. What the hell? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was one of those games. You know, I think Sonny Dykes uh, has his eye on more, just, more than just the scoreboard. Uh, that was uh interesting play, to say the least, uh, to throw the ball on fourth and one uh, for a touchdown pass with less than uh, 30 seconds remaining when they had the game won on the scoreboard. But, you know, there are a few of those along the way uh, during the course of a college football season, and that one hurt. And uh, for those West Virginia teams, to add insult to injury, their team was not only – going to lose the game, but at least they felt they had the consolation of maybe a winning betting ticket, but then uh, that went by the wayside as well with that TCU touchdown pass in the waning seconds. so we move on. It's a new weekend (laughs) with new results, and uh, we'll hope to have a good week this week. You say that,
0: Paul. Do you think that was called on that play? Because they were just running right at them, and they were kind of moving the pile, Um Or do you think that was, okay, this is my reaction, I know I have a free play, why not? I have no risk, I know we got the game run, but I'm going to pick up a touchdown or nothing. Uh, Again, touchdown, completion, yardage, or we win the game on the offsides penalty. I I just don't, I don't think it was called offside. Do you know otherwise?
1: I don't, but I mean, you know, there could be, you know, coaches will often when a play like this occurs, you know, they'll say, well, we have an auto call if there's single coverage and there's clearly no safety help or or whatever the case might be, you know, they could they could probably uh, def- not that they have to defend. I mean, the game's 60 minutes. They don't have to defend the decision. But if they were uh, questioned about it, you know, maybe it was uh, a circumstance like that. In today's, in today's world, the way we play sports and the transfer portal and statistics and social media you know the the kids want to score touchdowns they want to score points and uh, just one of those deals I'm sure there will be there'll be more uh, where that one came from and hopefully we'll be on the right side of it next
0: time. I I don't mean to dwell but this is you know I explained to some of my more um, inexperienced handicapping friends that sometimes you know because I'm a dog first player all right and you know the NFL they're it's it's not a poll-based league. They're not looking to run up the score, but we saw in the first polls, and TCU has a history of getting burned with the committee, okay, and so a 10-point win looks better than a three-point win, and they will look to, you know, and they're behind Alabama, and they've got wins over Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, uh, on the road at West Virginia, at Kansas, and Alabama has, you know, some close scares along there as well, so... I mean, style points do mean something. You know I mean? And so I uh, we've seen Lane Kiffin do it. I mean, just go to the uh, Vanderbilt game earlier this year. He went out of his way to cover that game in Nashville. And we've seen other coaches do it in the past as well. Um, this is part of college football handicap, but especially now that these polls are out, if some of those teams are just on the outside that need a little extra style points, that's factored
1: in. Absolutely. And I think with the legalization of um, sports betting, we're we're now in more than 30 States, I believe Uh, it's not in the back room. It's not hush hush anymore. The, the point spreads that they, they knew, you know what they were in the past, they're really out there front and center now. And I think, uh, I'm not saying they're having conversations necessarily directly with, with boosters who might happen to bet on the games and bet on their team, but they know it's there and they know it's a factor. And um You know, with schools so quick to to pull the trigger to fire coaches when things go south, you know, you need as much uh, ammunition, as much, uh, you know, uh, check marks on your your resume as possible. And covering games certainly cannot hurt if you're a head coach in today's college football. I think it would be naive to think otherwise. And like you mentioned, uh, with the first college football playoff uh, poll coming out uh, yesterday on Tuesday, November 1st, um, TCU, uh, they've, been, they've been burned before, and that certainly could have played a role as well. Although I think the SEC attrition is going to happen. You know, there's probably not going to be more than two teams from the SEC. And when all is said and done, if TCU's undefeated, they'll be in the playoff. If they're not undefeated, they won't be in the playoff. I would just be shocked if ultimately that wasn't their fate.
0: Yeah, I I, I I would agree. I mean, it's going to hard gonna be hard to keep them out, especially the Big 12. The Big 12 is – and they got some games. Texas is projected to be a favorite in Austin uh, against okay. them. And so the Big 12 championship game is going to be another quality win. So they have – there's no easy outs uh, in the Big 12 this year. It's really a deep, deep league. And from first to tenth, I mean, there's no there's no closer uh, league in, in the country, at least this season. So – I just boy, but you they have that history and they were burned when they fell out of the top four, uh, beating, I think it was Iowa State at the time, like fifty to nothing. Uh it was uh, so they look for them maybe if they're in position to tack on a couple, they may do it instead of uh, run clock. We'll we'll pay attention to that. Um uh, semifinals in the SEC for Atlanta. Well, that's if Alabama wins one of two, or LSU wins one of two after this weekend. And Georgia-Tennessee, similar situation there. LSU and Alabama is the focus of one of your top three picks this week. But what do we say about Georgia-Tennessee? This look-ahead line was much higher. Boy, that was impressive, though, in a look-ahead spot for Tennessee against Kentucky. And now they go to Georgia. And I love sitting around the sportsbook and hearing, man, number one team's getting eight and a half points? but Tennessee looks so impressive, but now a little extra incentive for Georgia. Wait, we're not one. They're one. We're not even two. We're three, and we're the defending national champs, so a lot of things going back and forth. I'm kind of stuck on that game. It's not one of your picks, but just offer some uh, angles maybe.
1: I'm much like you. You said you're kind of stuck on that game. Uh, I can make cases for both teams. Uh, As you know, I go to Las Vegas most weekends, uh, partially to bet the openers, which are unveiled at Circa, uh, there in downtown Las Vegas, uh, each Sunday morning. And in, you know, preparation for this line, I made it eight and a half. You know, I said, it's going to be more than seven. It's going to be less than 10. I'm going to center it because that gives them, you know, if it goes down to seven and a half, or if it goes up to nine and a half, I think they want to keep it between seven and 10. I don't think it's going to go down to seven. I don't think it's going to go up to 10. So they're going to be, uh, you know, I think it was a natural place for this line to fall. Um, Tennessee, it's getting difficult to deny the Volunteers' legitimacy Is one of the top teams in the country. I mean, their their defense is better. They've got McCullough back uh, defensively to shore up the back of that defense, which might be their, their vulnerability. But, man, the way they score points, the way Hendon Hooker uh, – distributes that ball. He can run the ball. They've got Cedric Tillman back now, their, their star wide receiver. They just have so many weapons. But then on the other side of the line, as you said, Georgia's the defending national champion. They've looked uh, mortal at times, you know, this year. But this is a big game. This is when you're going to get their full, what I call their full measure uh, of collective team psyche. And uh, Tennessee, you know, they had an impressive road game. In beating LSU in Baton Rouge, I think it's their most impressive impressive showing of the year, the fact that it was on the road, even more impressive than a, a home victory uh, over Alabama. So it's just it's a tough handicap. It's hard as a sports bettor not to be involved and have some skin in the game, and I'll probably take a small position probably on Tennessee, but I'll kick myself when uh, if, it, if it loses knowing that I faded uh, Kirby Smart and the defending national champion between the hedges. Uh, in a game that they're going to bring it all. So uh, just a, a great game. But there are other uh, better betting opportunities this week, in my opinion, on the board. And we're going to talk about those, uh, a few of those, and hopefully deliver some uh, some winners.
0: No, no doubt. And I told Matt, who came on yesterday and took Tennessee plus 8.5, Matt Eumann's of Eason, um, plus eight and a VEASAN, plus 8.5, I said, well, get on it now because I think the pros and the Joes, the squares and the sharps, are both on Tennessee. Uh, in this spot, and there's, uh, I know in SEC country, it's equal respect. They think these teams are even, so it is a big number. This is more of a a reputation. Tennessee has been down for so long. Had they flipped the history before this year, it would be completely different, but, you know, the reputations and the brandings mean something in in college football lines, but it's already down to eight at Bet Rivers right now. I don't think it'll touch seven, but like I told him, it's not going up from eight and a half with both sides uh, being on Tennessee. So we will see. Let's get to the uh, your three picks, your 14, 12, and 2 uh, on the season after that horrible, horrible West Virginia beat uh, last week. Go to Army and Air Force, we did the uh, Mountain West preview. I loved Air Force coming into the season. Took over eight and a half. Still have a shot because they have, have pretty – Pretty uh, man, easily manageable games the rest of the way. But this one might be tricky at West Point. And if you've never been to West Point, it's it's unbelievable. It's uh, picturesque, man, on the Hudson River. It is awesome. Paul Stone getting an early jump on a Saturday action. This is an 11.30 Eastern kickoff. So a half hour early on CBS. Air Force, a bit of a disappointment this year. Goes into West Point as seven-point favorites.
1: Yeah, and Army is the bottom team on the ro- on the scheduling rotation, on the betting rotation, but this game's actually gonna be at Globe Live Stadium in Arlington, Texas.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Okay Well.
1: So it, right. It's the second uh, second year, I believe, of a two year agreement. They actually played there last year and Army uh won there in Arlington twenty one fourteen in overtime as a two and a half point underdog. Uh, The three service academies, you know, they're pretty much the the only remaining teams to run the option is their base offense. You know, nobody Georgia Tech doesn't really do it anymore now that Paul Johnson's not there. So there's the familiarity factor when these teams face one another. And that's why so many games pitting the service academies tend to be low scoring. Uh, You know, whereas teams playing um, in traditional conferences, they rarely, if ever, see the option offense. So they're unaccustomed to seeing and defending it. And there's a lot of eye candy, as you know, in the option offense. There's a lot of motion, a lot of uh, misdirection, and, and teams unaccustomed to defending it, you know, they fall for some of that from time to time. The other service academies, though, they see it every day in practice. Uh, they stay di- disciplined. They play their technique. Uh, they have a better idea where the ball's going, frankly. In the past five meetings between these schools, there have been a total of 35 or fewer points in all five of those meetings. The winning team has scored 21 points or fewer in all five. So I'm going, you know, even though I do like the under as well, seven points when teams are not scoring, combining to score more than 35 points. That's a lot of points in this type of game. And not surprisingly, the dog has covered this game, Army and Air Force, six straight meetings. The year before that, back in 2015, was a push. So the underdog's been uh, live in this series. Too tempting to pass up seven, of a point, uh, seven points there at Bet Rivers. I recommend taking Army plus seven over Air Force.
0: Boy, my sister, a, a senior engineer for Lockheed Martin, is going, I'm going to get an earful on this for not knowing that it was not in the Metroplex area because the Armed Forces Bowl – Lockheed Martin. That's who she works for. Well, thanks. Older says she's always smarter than me. All right, let's move on. The uh, the SEC Network. Here we go. What about Arkansas? Do they not have a tough enough schedule? Playing in the SEC West, they play Cincinnati. They go to Provo to play BYU, and then all of. Here's a sneaky little trip in the middle of uh, the conference schedule by Liberty, who uh, Hugh Freeze is doing it again. He is doing it after Malik Willis has gone on to the Tennessee Titans. I mean, four years in a row, bowl eligible for Liberty. He's getting some mentions in some of the jobs around Liberty, and they have a common opponent. They smoked BYU uh, earlier in the year at their place after falling behind. Arkansas is 13-and-a-half, 4 o'clock Eastern kickoff on the SEC Network.
1: You know, this is such a tricky scheduling uh, dynamic for Arkansas. And first of all, I mean, I like to give both sides, you know, full disclosure. I acknowledge the disparity in the strength of schedule for these two teams uh, is quite significant. Arkansas, one of the tougher uh, schedule strengths in the nation at 14th by Jeff Sagren. Liberty schedule only coming in at 127th. But other than that, you know, I just see a whole lot of check marks on Liberty's side of the, the ledger in this particular game. First of all, as you mentioned, Arkansas in the middle uh, of obviously a very difficult SEC schedule. Uh, they're off a trip to Auburn. They have uh, home games against LSU and Mississippi waiting on deck. And then Liberty, on the other hand, they're coming off a bye week. Uh, so they've not only had ex- you know, the extra preparation time, but they've also, equally as important, given Charlie Brewer, who was their starting quarterback against Southern Miss in their season opener, additional time to uh, heal from a broken hand. Brewer is expected to play. Jonathan Bennett's actually been their quarterback uh, for Liberty the last several weeks. He started the season as their third-string quarterback. Uh, not only did Brewer get injured, but their second-team quarterback, uh, former Tennessee signee uh, Caden Salter, also has gone down with injury, a growing issue. So I expect... Uh, Bennett to probably start, but I think Brewer is going to play against Arkansas. And this contest has so much significance for Liberty. I mean, this program could take a, a giant leap forward uh, with a victory at Arkansas. And as you mentioned, Liberty's uh, head coach, Hugh Freeze, first of all, he knows the SEC, uh, former head coach at Ole Miss. Uh, you can rest assured this is not just another game for Hugh Freeze. No. He recently did sign an extension within the last week or so at Liberty, but he's been mentioned as a candidate uh, as, at Auburn, uh, and if they were to focus in on Hugh Freeze, those things can be worked out. So this also could be a game from an individual standpoint for Hugh Freeze uh, to even further brighten uh, his coaching star, if you will. They both, uh, both of these teams have played BYU, as you mentioned, within the last three weeks. Uh, Liberty falls behind BYU at home 14-3. to Then they scored 38 unanswered points to win 41-14. And then Arkansas handled BYU uh, there in Provo. They played BYU on the road. I think they won 52-35. So both teams with similar performances against a common opponent, BYU. 13-and-a-half there at Bet Rivers. Just too juicy for me. I'm going to take the Liberty Flames and Hugh Freeze plus 13-and-a-half over the Hogs on Saturday.
0: You know, it reminds us of also that uh, that in-season game, uh, it was actually the first Saturday in November last year, Ole Miss against Liberty. And it ended up 27-14, to 14. I think a little bit short, right, Paul? Wasn't it a little bit higher spread than that?
1: I I know in the, the games of the year at South Point, I think I took Liberty plus 11. So I had a, I had a losing ticket. I don't know what it was the uh, – the week of the game, but I know it was real close to the number.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It. Well. It. Uh. It. I know this. O, uh. Ole Miss's team last year is better than this Arkansas team. Uh. This year. Now we can debate on Liberty, but man, it's. Uh, it's impressive, man. Uh. Especially because because Malik Willis was such a good college quarterback, true dual threat, who put a lot of pressure. And they did so much off of him. Their defense is better this year, though. Uh, at Liberty so that's something that's interesting Liberty plus 13 and a half at Arkansas really really advantageous spot uh, for the Flames in the middle of Arkansas's conference schedule all right uh, ESPN the uh, western semifinal in all likelihood on ESPN seven o'clock kickoff eastern time LSU uh in Alabama Bama 13 and this one how about that um You know, this is a a completely different team as of late with the red-hot Jaden Daniels accounting for 11 touchdowns, whether it's with his arm or with his legs. Again, Bama comes in and uh, a 13-point favorite in Death Valley.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, LSU, it it stood to reason that this was going to be a team potentially that could get better as the year progressed. You know, you have a first-year head coach in Brian Kelly uh, who's not only New to Baton Rouge, but he's got a new staff. He's got new systems. Everything's new. And then on top of that, your quarterback, you know, the most important uh, player on the field, he comes to you out of the transfer portal from Arizona State. So you've got a a quarterback in Jaden Daniels, extremely athletic uh, and talented, but new to the system as well. And, And certainly the Bayou Bengals have steadily improved over the course of the season. Early on, the offense clearly sputtering. Uh, with Daniels and company, you know, trying to get that passing game going. Uh, but now things seem to be, uh, you know, hitting on all cylinders. We we saw glimpses of what Jaden Daniels can do uh, during his true freshman season back in 2019 at Arizona State. Had a particularly uh, impressive performance in a victory, upset victory over Oregon in that freshman season back in 19. But he's just, you know, he's kind of on fire. He's completed 70% of his passes this season a 12-to-1 touchdown-interception ratio, which could uh, be very important. Come Saturday, he's thrown for over 1,800 yards. Also, LSU's leading rusher, 524 yards rushing. He's thrown for 12 touchdowns, uh, rushed for nine more. So he's just been a uh, everything and more that uh, LSU fans could have expected. We also know Alabama, historically, during this run by Nick Saban, They've been vulnerable at times to athletic, mobile quarterbacks that can run. Uh, it kind of negates that pass rush and, and makes you pay for it a little bit. I think Jaden Daniels is going to run the football a little bit on Saturday. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get over 100 yards rushing. They're going to need that uh, to compete with Alabama. Alabama, no question, no secret that they've not been the same team anywhere, really, this season. They're still great. They still have a, a chance to, to make the playoff and win the national championship but they just don't have quite the same level of receivers. They're just not quite – they have a great quarterback, obviously, uh, the, the, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner uh, in Bryce Young. But I just don't think Alabama's quite the same team. They certainly had not been the same team on the road. Two and five against the spread as a road favorite in their last seven. Obviously lost to Tennessee in Knoxville uh, a few weeks back. Could have lost to Texas uh, in week two. So they're not the same team on the road as they are in Tuscaloosa. And also, and you know this, being close to the program, uh, the recruit from Texas, uh, true freshman Harold Perkins, Um, who picked LSU over Texas A&M and others, um, he's a big-time player. You know, I said yesterday in an interview uh, on Thursday night, maybe in 2026 in April, he's probably not going to be in the green room very long. He's going to be a first-round draft pick. LSU starting to find spots for him to play. I think he could have an impact on this game. I mix it all together, and it comes out LSU plus 13 over Alabama.
0: Yeah, no no doubt uh, Perkins and uh, even Lane Kiffin and Jackson Dart after the Ole Miss game both uh, voluntarily talked about Perkins, how he made a difference as he got on the field more and more as that uh, game went on. Joe Burrow in his junior year. He threw for 16 touchdowns. The last two games, Jaden Daniels has 11. I am not comparing uh, Jaden Daniels to Joe Burrow, but still, that's how hot he is. LSU plus 13 against Bama. Uh, Liberty plus 13 and a half against Arkansas. And how about this, Paul? As we have talked... Army's going up to plus seven and a half. So, a little land yap for you, uh, an extra half a point on that hot number. So, he's Paul Stone. I'm Jimmy Ott, 14, 12, and two on the season. Army, Liberty, and LSU, his top three picks. For Paul Stone, I'm Jimmy Ott on the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.